0: This is part two of the Super Black Halloween Special. This time we're talking about one of my favorite heroes, or anti-heroes. It's Al Simmons, a.k.a. Spawn. Hello, my friends and enemies, and welcome to part two of the Super Black Halloween Special. This episode, we're going to talk about one of my favorite characters from way back in the day, the 90s, which so sad that that's way back in the day now. Al Simmons, a.k.a. Spawn. Now, Spawn was one of the first black characters I ever came in contact with other than uh, Hardwire, which was a comic book I got from my father who found it in a basement at his job. But that guy's for another episode. Spawn was one of the first major heroes that I truly recognized as a Black man, Uh, and one of the very first characters I started to draw uh, regularly. I had a notebook full of Spawn drawings and Savage Dragon drawings, and I just really enjoyed the artwork from that comic book. He He was really a nightmare in my eyes. I was never particularly scared of him, but he was always on the cusp of being way too graphic for my tastes, and I think that's why I was drawn to him. He he was, I like to say, the most comic booky thing going. Like, he was very, very much a 90s creation. He was, in, in fact, a demon, uh, and you never really saw Al Simmons' just as al simmons he was always as spawn but when you did get to see him as his human self he was a very strapping uh african-american gentleman with a very hot wife named wanda and he was a cia agent and that's all pretty damn cool actually before he was a cia agent he was an assassin which is just as cool uh maybe not a character with the highest moral standards but In a world where you play a lot of video games, where you shoot people, an assassin seems pretty damn cool, right? So Al Simmons was an assassin. He was so good at murdering folks that they promoted him to uh, a higher level in the CIA where he found out that a lot of the missions he was going on required him to kill a lot of innocent people, innocent people that his job knew about. So as you can imagine, this did not put him in good standing with God. Uh, murdering all these innocent folks who've done absolutely nothing to deserve Al's wrath. But uh, when he started to question his moral standing within the company, the higher-ups in that company noticed, they took note, uh, had a meeting, and said he had to go. So in a brilliant stroke of just really twisting the knife in Al's back, they hired one of his best friends and his partner, name was Chapel. To essentially murder him, they put a head out on Al and gave his best friend the gun. So it's kind of messed up, and it's not poetic. It's just, it's just mean poking Al in the back. So uh, in this this uh, building fire, I can't remember exactly if it was a factory or so, whatever it was, they started a fire. Al gets shot uh, in the fire in the back, I believe, by Chapel. Dies, and as you can imagine, goes straight to hell. I think he's the first person in comic book history when someone said uh, go to hell. He took it literally. Went, went straight down, uh, met Mel one of the middle management of hell. He's a demon who runs a section of hell, I believe. Uh, and Al took it upon himself to sell his soul to Mel so he can get back to his dear sweet wife, Wanda. And if you see pictures of Wanda, you would know why. Uh, Todd McFarlane, who created Spawn, took a lot of care to make sure Wanda was dripping with sex. I feel like a lot of the pictures I at least remember seeing of her, she was always half naked uh, and very voluptuous. So I always understood as a kid why Spawn would sell his soul to the devil to get back to her because she was nice. It's a very uh, clean way of putting it. So back to the story. Spawn sells his soul to Melboja. Melboja says, deal. They shake on it. He says, I'll send you back to your wife. Spawn gets sent back to earth and not as he thought he would be. He gets sent back with no memories And he gets sent back as a hellspawn. So essentially he sells his soul, gets the raw deal, comes back as a demon with no memory of his wife or why he's there. Eventually, of course, you know, the story progresses and he gets his memories back, remembers that he's going to find Wanda, finds out that it's now five years after he's been killed, his wife has now moved on, has a daughter, and married his best friend, Terry Fitzgerald. Ugh, the soap operas just it it really does turn into a weird demonic tyler perry movie uh at least for a short period of time i wonder if tyler perry read a lot of spawn comics got some ideas from them now at this moment i am going to diverge just a tad from spawn's origin story and talk about his look which i always found very interesting now back when i was a lad i was not very interested in horror or anything like that. So, Freddie, Jason, all those things, they were never part of my repertoire. But, I always found Spawn uniquely interesting and right up my alley. I guess because he wasn't a moving picture, he wouldn't come out and and terrify me on the screen. He was in a book. And he was purportedly a good guy. But if you read enough of Spawn's earlier work, you'll know that he was not the best good guy. He was really a bad guy doing good things because he was a murderer. Uh, he he killed pretty much. I think he, his his biggest kill early on was a pedophile named Billy Kincaid. I I, I remember having that book, and uh, he he like tore that guy to shreds, I believe, and the. The art from Todd McFarlane, Todd, (laughs) the art, the art, the art, the art from Todd McFarlane was very detailed, very pretty. He was just coming off of Marvel and his run on Spider-Man. So he really had a grasp of anatomy and well, I mean, he's an artist, so he had a grasp of anatomy, but he had a very unique style and he drew Spawn in such a way that, I don't know, it was very... I had a reaction to it, and I, I was never really scared of him. I was always drawn to him, and so much so that as even as a little kid, I would draw Spawn, a very rudimentary Spawn, very blocky body, uh, but I always got the head right because the head was very iconic. And I, I, I can say that now because if I were to draw you Spawn's face, you would probably know who it is. Whether it be, you remembered him from the 1997 movie that was terrible, or the animated series that was awesome, or a comic book you saw, or a toy you saw, or any a t-shirt, whatever. That mask was very iconic. It's the same way if I drew you a Deadpool icon, you would know who it is, if you're a comic book nerd. Uh, And when that movie comes out, everyone will know that symbol, so... There are just some faces that are kind of, if I drew a Batman face, you'd get it. You get the idea. So I always drew Spawn, and as I grew older and kept reading Spawn and getting random uh, pieces of uh, Spawn paraphernalia, I would craft better pictures of Spawn. So I, I was always very interested in drawing him because I wanted I wanted that gritty, very visceral art style for myself. Like, I really wanted to be an artist, so I drew them. I really tried to make him perfect, and I guess doubling back on the super black thing, I never really thought of Al Simmons as Spawn. Spawn was just Spawn, and Spawn was an ugly character. Let's let's get that out of the way. If you take that mask off, that dude was fugly. I loved his face underneath the mask was this grotesque, burnt torn apart face that had, I think had big stitches going down the center of his face to keep the two halves of his head together. So, uh, you can Google this obviously, but I will say, close your eyes and imagine Freddy Krueger. If you had cut his head, uh, jaggedly down the center and then used a shoelace to stitch the middle of his face back up. And then his eyes started glowing green. And you have a pretty good idea of what Spawn looks like without the mask. And I the first time I saw that image of him with this just just messed up head, and I there were, I read some caption somewhere. They called him Football Face because of the stitching down the middle. I, it just it stuck with me. It's, it's one of the the only things, not only things. It's one of the not few things either. It's one of the things about Spawn that has stayed with me through my adult life. Football head. And there's another football head. I think it was uh, Hey Hey Arnold. When I heard that term referred to in that cartoon, I said, that's not football head. Spawn is football head. Like that kid doesn't have stitches running down the middle of his face. He's not burnt and messed up. He doesn't have a dope ass cape. Hey Arnold is a farce. Spawn is the true football head. Now, while the costume itself is pretty generic and looks like something you would draw on the back of a trapper keeper during homeroom or something, the most interesting aspect of the costume is that it's a living costume because it's from hell, obviously, and everything in hell is alive, I guess. Anyway, so the costume is named, has a name, it's named Letha. It's from the seventh layer of whatever hell Spawn went to. And in conjunction with his gigantic red freaky cape, the chains and the spikes and all the parts of his costume, this this living organism, uh, it's a symbiote, really. It's used to not only protect Spawn, but you know, it's an offensive weapon as well. It's hooked into his nervous system, so Spawn is able to take a dominant controlling role over this uh, organism that he wears uh, and can't take off. Uh, I think the only reason the, he- the helmet comes off is because he thinks he wants it off and then it comes off. Uh, I'm not sure if the whole thing can come off. I think it's just, it's like it's like wearing a suit of armor you can never take off that can think and can generate uh, chains and spikes. It's not really like a suit of armor at all. It's like if you wore your dog and your dog was always angry and your dog can make chains. I'm bad at this. Okay, I got it. Imagine you had a symbiote suit from hell that was a living organism that attached itself to your nervous system and gave you superpowers. Nailed it. So what does Spawn do with this symbiote suit from hell? Well, he uses it to fight other demons from hell because he is a good guy. He's a decent young man. Who murdered innocent people, was sent to hell, and came back as a hell spawn. Don't hold it against him. He's doing the Lord's work while wearing a demon's face. Now, there are a lot of religious overtones within the comic book, but I don't ever I never remember there being a whole lot of you know biblical stuff pushed on you. It was just, you know, there's there's a heaven, there's a hell, there are angels. There is a particular angel named Angela who hunts spawn and she uh, she as well is very nice to look at and i don't remember her wearing a lot of clothing but she does hunt spawn uh, so there is a heaven and there is a god who sends angels down to earth to hunt these guys and there are demons of course they spawn is one of them and then there is a satan that melboja works for again melboja being the person who person the demon who gives al simmons a.k.a. Spawn, his powers. And I believe Melboja was trying to overthrow Satan in the comics so he can become the ruler of hell. But I digress. Spawn is an anti-hero. He really is. Because, like I mentioned before, he did murder somebody. He is a... It's a very violent comic. He's a very violent man. And he's very prone to using guns instead of his suit, which his suit is way more violent than a gun could ever be. Like, he can put a bullet in somebody and they could be dead. But that suit can do some very violent things like decapitation and, you know, dismemberment. It's just, it's all, it's all very violent. But of the heroes that I've spoken about so far, which haven't been many, but this is the first that is teetering on the line of being a bad guy because he does murder people. He is, he's, he's redeeming his past, I suppose, uh, by being the hell spawn and fighting for good and all this stuff. And, but his earlier life as Al Simmons, he was a murderer. He was an assassin. He was a bad guy. He wasn't a good person. And and him becoming Spawn is really his punishment for all the torture he inflicted on a bunch of innocent people when he was on Earth. So it's kind of like his the whole it's a gift and a curse thing. Because he does end up using these powers to help people. But he does get them because he was... He was an asshole he was a terrible person which is an interesting dynamic when you think of heroes like uh like batman where he by the way spawn actually teams up with batman which is pretty awesome but someone like batman who comes from tragedy and uses that tragedy to become a really good person and then later on a hero spawn is trained as a soldier to do good he's put in situations where he does incredibly bad gets murdered, and then comes back with powers from hell. Like, Todd McFarlane, while, I mean, it's not the most original story, it is an interesting superhero tale when you really think about it. Because most of the time, you you hear superheroes, they they have rather, if they have a tragic background, it's usually someone inflicting tragedy upon them and then them rising above it and then using that to become better. Spawn is the one who's been inflicting the pain on other people, gets superpowers, but also has his life taken away. He loses his wife. He He's dead. He can't be with the, the woman he loves. And I believe later on, there are stories about him and his unborn child and, and all this other stuff. Like, he just has a terrible lot in life, but he uses this this plague on his body to try and redeem himself from what he he once was and i believe that there there are stories where he becomes he goes to heaven and becomes an angel or something like that uh, i never read those i i fell off from reading the comic i will put that forward so if if you guys know of any comics where he is in heaven doing crazy nonsense as a heaven spawn i don't know if that's a thing uh please contact us uh, contact me at Super Black PC on Twitter and uh, set me straight. But for now, we'll operate on the idea that he is purely burning from green fire and hell. That is side A. Oof, long-winded, I know, but I had fun talking about it. I'll see you on the other side of side B. Please stay tuned for some messages from me. Oh, we made it to the midpoint. I really hope you guys are enjoying this spawn episode. I thought that Spawn was an interesting choice for a Halloween-themed episode, since he is from hell, and this is the uh, the week of scares. Uh, I'm not going to be able to scare you on an audio podcast. I don't have the equipment to do so, and I don't have any ghosts in my house. I do have some dogs that like to make a lot of noise, so maybe if you hear some scratching in the background, you can imagine there's some sort of apparition behind you scratching at a window. Perhaps? I don't know. Let's get down to it. Please, please go to Twitter and follow me at at SuperBlackPC. That is at SuperBlackPC. Or head on over to the Facebook page. It's Facebook.com slash SuperBlackPC. All one word. And, of course, the best way to support the podcast is to head on over to iTunes and subscribe. We made it on the iTunes, people. Finally, after four episodes, we are now a legit podcast and i keep saying we and i'm not going to stop i've decided i'm not going to stop saying we head on over to itunes look for super black podcast click subscribe click five stars write a review be nice be nice to me i'm a one-man operation at this point i need all the help i can get as always if you have any questions head on over to superblack.co slash contact fill out the form and send me the message i will get it and i will answer your question or you can reach me on twitter like i said super black at super black pc that's all i got for you guys this week it's uh, of course me shilling in the middle of the show every week but i'll do it until this podcast is super popular and we start doing really fun stuff uh i look forward to that time so thank you again and enjoy the rest of the show I'm back, and it's side B of the Halloween two-part podcast about Spawn. I could do that better, but I won't. We're going to do a quick chat about the Spawn movie, the Spawn cartoon, the Spawn video game, and the future plans for Spawn on the big screen, and then I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to let you get out of here. I'm going to let you get back to work, or driving, or cooking. I don't know what you guys actually do when you listen to this podcast. Whatever it is, I hope it helps. Let's get started. In 1997, the first African American to portray a superhero from a comic book series was put on film, and that film was Spawn, and that man was Michael Jai White. I don't think he gets enough credit for that being the first black superhero on film, from I mean, superhero from a comic book on film. It's a it's a pretty it's a, I don't know if it's a big uh, accomplishment, but it's 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 significant, isn't it? The Problem is that they gave him a crappy movie to be in because that Spawn movie is terrible. It covers the origin of Spawn himself, and it gives you a look at Violator, played by none other than the dramatic genius that is John Leguizamo, playing a demon, a, a giant, a giant CG demon, who is then transformed into a stout, fat. Uh, clown. That's what The Violator is. But John Leguizamo was such a strange choice for that. But again, just a lot of weird choices in that movie. It was... Spawn looked terrible. Uh, The CG costume at the time looked pretty cool. But most of the movie, you only saw Al Simmons. You didn't see the Spawn helmet. The movie doesn't actually get good until he puts that helmet on. And starts fighting uh, the violator, uh, John Leguizamo. That movie made me very confused because I really, really wanted it to like it, and it turned out terrible. He doesn't even really use that really dope cape until really late in the movie, and it—they could have done so much more. It was a shame, really. So the first time a, a black superhero from a comic book is portrayed on film, it's in this dismal, dismal. Thing. i i do suggest you all watch it because it is a terrible movie to watch but i mean why not right there's no reason to, i always wonder why people say don't watch this movie there's no reason not to watch it i mean it's it's terrible but you could probably get a laugh out of it and you do get to see them uh them being the producers of the movie try and show this symbiote style outfit be a living breathing thing and it's it doesn't work but it's still funny So I would suggest go watch it, especially if it's like you have some sort of terrible movie uh, night with your friends. This would be a a good one. It it, it actually might just end up being very middling. You'd have to do some sort of drinking game, but don't drink. Drinking is bad, especially if you have kids in the room. Drinking is bad. and Smoking is bad. And becoming an assassin and then going to hell and becoming a hellspawn, also bad. And that movie's bad. But, there is a shining light in the Spawn mythos on screen. The animated series, I believe from 1998 to or 1995 to 1998. I know I'm getting those dates wrong. But the animated series was a spectacular, spectacular portrayal of Spawn. He was... He, it, it was a very scary show especially if it was in, it was on HBO and you know HBO likes to show really violent really dark stuff uh, just look at game of thrones but this cartoon really broke the mold at least for me it was when i first got HBO and i would it would it would became programming i had to watch it, it came on on sundays at 9:30 i think it was a half hour animated series focused on spawn it was bloody it was violent it was full of nudity and murder it was crazy i never saw a cartoon like that before and it featured spawn which just doubled heightened my interest in it and of course the naked ladies in it but you know i was a young kid whatever the show was amazing and spawn was voiced by one of the the best voices in hollywood in my for my money keith david Keith David has one of the best voices you can ever hear. The man, the man, I don't know, the the voice is amazing. And when you hear Spawn talk, just the animation and the voice, everything just, it really brings that character to life. So if you were to watch anything, I would say find the Spawn animated series. I think you can find some of the episodes on YouTube, uh, but it's the internet. I'm sure you can find it somewhere and watch that series. It's really, really good. I don't remember if it hold. I don't know if it holds up because I haven't seen it in quite a while. But I do have the DVD, so I will go back and watch it, and maybe do an addendum to this. But I strongly suggest watching that Spawn animated series. It's amazing. Now, while that was great and the movie was terrible, there still has been talk of a new Spawn movie coming out, focused on Sam and Twitch, the two detectives within uh, the Spawn universe who investigate spawn for the killing of that child pet and that child pedophile. And uh, they operate in his city pretty much. And spawn becomes at least the spec, the, the spec of the script that I read from before was that spawn wasn't really part of the movie. He was more of a background character, always lurking in the shadows. You catch a glimpse of him here. You catch a, a like a glowing eye in a corner while Sam and twitch, are investigating murders that are happening in Rat City, I believe um, spawn 's little alleyway, uh, hobo city that 's an interesting story. I think spawn well not the the cartoon notwithstanding I think Spawn works way better as a ghoul, a an avenging ghoul that you don 't really hear speak, or you just see him in the corners in the shadows. Because this book uh, or the comic book really was this kind of, you know, hellscape, it, it, horror book. Like there was a lot of violent things going on. It was, of course, it covered hell. So why not make the anti-hero if they have these two characters, Sam and Twitch, who are interesting characters, have this hero in the background doing just really dirty work. But also, you know, in conjunction with Sam and Twitch, they're all investigating these murders together but you never really see Spawn. You only kind of see him shuffle by or jump across a roof while the two characters are talking pretty much. Think the show Gotham except with Spawn. And that's kind of what I think the movie was going to be. Now I haven't heard whether or not the movie is going to actually make it through. I doubt it very much, but here's hoping I would like to have a good Spawn adaptation on film because I think the character deserves it. I think I might be biased Having given my history of the character and me drawing him and have notebooks full of Spawn drawings. But, you know, let me be biased at this point. I would like an actual good Spawn movie to come out. But the most important takeaway of the whole little side B is that Michael Jai White was the first, first African-American man to portray a comic book superhero on film. And B, Keith David played Spawn. If you don't know Keith David, go look him up. If you've never seen They Live, go watch that movie. It's also pretty terrible. But he fights Rowdy Roddy Piper in that movie. And you don't. You do not get better than that fight. That is one of the greatest fights ever put on film. And Keith David is front and center on it. And I believe he wins. Of course he wins. That is going to do it for me on part two of my Halloween special for you guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't, please go listen to part one about Lee Everett and The Walking Dead. Uh, We'll have more episodes coming to you soon. Please tell a friend, send the link out, subscribe on iTunes, go to Twitter, go to Facebook. There's so many things you could do to support this podcast. I really, really hope you enjoy it. I really hope you share it with your friends and uh, I really hope you come back. This has been Super Black. And I'm out.